lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And first and foremost, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you lovely, lovely listeners out there to the show. With it being a holiday and everything, um, I thought that, you know, it would be cool to kind of create a fun little tradition. I like some holiday traditions, as, as you know, I think Casey will attest. But, you know, I feel like Thanksgiving has a lot of um, association with tradition when it comes to pro wrestling. Why not do something for this show that fits on fits in along with that? Um, last year, Casey and I got together and we watched a rather fun, goofy wacky pro wrestling match featuring uh, Chitan and Masahiro Chono and Andre the Giant Panda. Um, There's a whole lot of fun, and I figured we had so much fun last year that we would do that again this year and and solicit requests from the listeners for matches to check out and and pick one and talk about it here today. Uh, We got two uh, really fun, interesting uh, matches that were suggested that I did the due diligence uh, on one of them to find a lot of, which is, it was hard to find. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to that one, but the one we did get to um, was a lot of fun. I realized that I haven't introduced KC yet. KC. Hey. <laughs> I rambled and got in my own brain. You're totally fine. All <laughs> I can think of is, yes, you are so enthusiastic about holidays and I am the Grinch. Oh, you're not, you're not the Grinch. <laughs> Come on. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, the, I have my Christmas box. It's fine. Like, we do what we need to do. Yes. Exactly. We get by. <laughs> <laughs> you I like the holidays with you. Oh. I but. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, honestly, the best thing about the holidays is finding your own fun. And I am very happy that we were able to find our own fun with this little thing that we're doing here for the for the second year in a row and hopefully for more years to come because i enjoy watching dumb shit with you yes we do that a lot yes we do dumb yet glorious and amazingly artistic (laughs) stuff uh pro wrestling definitely being up there and the two matches that were suggested to us by our lovely listeners um were Minoru Suzuki versus Mecha Mummy from uh, DDT back circa 2006, I want to say. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to pull all of the stuff from that before we recorded. So we took the second suggestion that I saw uh, that immediately jumped out to me. And that was the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan from Joey Janela's Spring Break 3. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, I think a lot of independent pro wrestling fans know of this match already. They've probably seen it. Um, I would argue that, you know, the the referee in this match, Bryce Remsburg, I'm not going to say that he got his job at AEW specifically from this match, but... I remember listening to his appearance on the AEW Unrestricted podcast where he talked about how this match really garnered, and his performance in it really garnered him a lot of attention. 
Um, and it's no, it's like he's been an amazing referee for like almost 20 years at this point. And he deserves that where he's at and all his success alone on that. But when we talk about a masterclass in a referee in a wrestling match in terms of performance, I cannot think of another match that highlights that as much as this match does and really shows exactly what can go into that area of performance art. (laughs) Yeah, I really appreciated that Um, just because like I've seen a ton of matches where I have really liked the ref. Um, And then I've also seen a ton of matches where um, and maybe this is just part of the show, but like the crowd is heckling the ref. I mean, that does happen. Yeah, but I'm I'm not thinking of times <laughs> where like, I guess uh, for this, it was just real interesting seeing um, the referee like essentially as the showcase mm-hmm. of the show. Um, and then all, you know, all I could think about was how much I really appreciated the modern mime. <laughs> he he made some he he talked some and everything but like that is really what i kept coming back to like this dude's a mime because <laughs> um, he was just like really working up the audience just with body language the crowd was totally getting into it aside from maybe a few stray people who actually looked really confused which was just even funnier to me <laughs> So before I, I want to talk more about Bryce, obviously, because he is the focal point of this thing. But before we get into any of that, I want how would you describe this match to someone Like you you just walk up? Hey, let's watch Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. How would you describe what people are getting into? Oh, this? God. Um. <laughs> oh, man, my cat just got off up off my lap and. She was crushing me. Um, <laughs> God damn. How do I describe this? Um, I would probably play it up and say that you're about to see two of the most amazing wrestlers in the history of wrestling. They are so outstandingly athletic. Um, they jump from the second floor, uh, the, the second story and, Hardly catch, uh, or are hardly winded by it. I think I would probably start by playing that up. Uh huh. No, like this is, it's I I love the like avant garde idea behind this thing because obviously this comes from the Invisible Man versus Joey Janela match. So um, it only made sense that you were gonna have the brother versus brother blood feud come to a head at one of GCW's biggest events of the year, arguably probably their biggest event of that year, whenever this match happened. Mm. So, um, it just, I don't know. It, it's, it's just wild. And to me, I, I feel like this would be a much harder match to perform because for the most part, there aren't, there, there isn't any wrestling talent that you can see. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I haven't seen the Joey Janela matches but um you know you're playing off at least two people the wrestler and the ref and here it was just the ref who was showcased aside from when the match was interrupted oh yeah when kikutaro showed up yeah (laughs) and that was outstanding too 
Yeah, Kikutaro um, is outstanding. Like, one of the best comedic Japanese wrestlers out there for a long time. And it makes total sense that he would get involved in something like this. Why do you say that? Because uh, it's right up Kikutaro's oh. alley. <laughs> Kikutaro, just, he, like, he's just one of the goofiest um, pro wrestlers out there, honestly. Uh, and he's been doing it for a very long time. I wasn't sure if it was like just a gimmick mm-hmm. um, with him coming out on stage because of the mask. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's just his regular getup. Oh, okay. That's just okay. what Kikutaro is always in. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's, that's Kikutaro like base level. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, like this match, um, everything about this just felt like a perfect storm honestly you have bryce in there who immediately buys into this obviously because like it's going to showcase him it all hinges on his performance really all around this is a one-man show for the most part Mm -hmm. and then because of the confidence and and the belief that he has in this and not to mention what you've kind of cultivated with the gcw audience there most of the audience buys into it too, to the point that like people are like high fiving invisible wrestlers yes. as they're walking to the ring. They're flipping off invisible wrestlers. There's a fuck you stand chant breaks out before right the, the beginning. match even starts. Uh-huh. I this is one of the like I will I know that I am critical of wrestling audiences a, lo- a good amount of the time and usually for good reason. But this is one of the examples of just how beautiful buying into this can be mm-hmm. and suspending that that um suspending uh the suspension of disbelief in mm-hmm. that way um and really just wanting to just commit whole hog to this because this match does not work if the audience does not get in on the joke right with everybody else which yeah. was kind of why it was funny to me just seeing the stern faced dude in the front row um, like what the fuck is going on here? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you don't get it at that point. But I mean, to be fair, if you buy a ticket to Joey Janela's Spring Break, you should know a hundred percent that you are in for at least one or two, or let's be real, an entire night of just dumb, wild shit. <laughs> honestly, so if you bought that ticket and were like, "I want Stern Wrestling," like, you bought the ticket to the wrong show, bud. <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, like I, I loved watching the audience interact with all this, um, and even down to the point like you brought up the balcony dive. Um, obviously, you had a bunch of like GCW referees and some other like GCW affiliated people come out into the crowd to kind of set that spot up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of like gave, so whenever you had the dive, the the dive, quote unquote, and you had the like the cr- the crowd of people just collapse down from like the the weight of the two invisible wrestlers falling down onto them like it it created this beautiful beautiful moment that a lot of fans also bought into because there uh-huh. were some fans that also like f- dropped to the ground <laughs> yes it's just oh, it's everything that i that i really really enjoy about a good um supportive and and fun uh in on the joke wrestling audience in that way mm-hmm. yeah what uh, were there any moments in in the match itself that stood out to you uh, before we get to before we get to Bryce? Um, 
Well, it's hard because, like, again, Bryce was really the main, um, yeah, you know main thing for me. You're right. That was a poorly worded question. Let's just talk about Bryce because Bryce <laughs> is the Bryce is what makes this match work. Right. Um, talk to me. Wh- how, wh- what are your thoughts on on his performance? And like, were there any moments that stood out with with him specifically uh, for you? Yeah, the moments that stood out for me were um, when the Invisible Brothers were exchanging blows mm-hmm. and just his body language and trying to like express that to the crowd and then the audience like really getting in on that with the boo and yay chance. Um, also when the brothers kept pinning each other. Um, <laughs> yes. All the deer falls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite piece aside from the balcony fall was finally seeing that table explode. Cause I saw uh, yes. it in the corner. I'm like, they're going to do something with that. I just don't know what yet. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know how they were going to do it either. Um, I don't know if you have any insight into how they made that happen. I don't have any like direct insight into how it happened, but like, you know, working in, in film for the small extent that I have, like, my brain automatically goes to like, how would you pull that gag off? And like, I could easily see like you have a door that's kind of scored to break fairly easily on very mm. little impact. And you have maybe some fishing line that you could pull mm. to snap it like that. Um, there, there are multiple ways to, to kind of pull that off, I think, but that would be the easiest way and where you don't have just like a, a huge like mechanism to, to break it um, okay. in that way. But, but yeah, like that, that spot is glorious, and and honestly, every time I wa- I've watched this match so many times, and every time I watch it, part of my my head like purposely forgets the door <laughs> spot, so that I'm always just like ah every time like <laughs> I make myself forget that because I want to experience it again over and over. Um, but I do like that you bring up the strike exchange because I noticed something in watching it this time that I honestly am surprised that I never noticed before. What's that? So. I, it, it speaks to Bryce's performance and his ability to kind of lead the crowd and help them buy into this as well, even more so than they already are. Whenever he is like doing the the back and forth with the strikes, he's almost simulating that how the strikes are happening in his body movements. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's has a fist and he's like almost like half throwing a punch. Remember, he's going back and forth to one to to one of them and the other back and forth like that. Um, so much so that like it's you could see that he's like the movements are kind of leading the crowd along with what's happening and kind of directing them to know what is going on in terms of like as the the story of the match is progress is playing out mm-hmm. but at the same time it's not too much to where like you have to rely on Bryce to do it it's just a subtle hint to like show what is happening and to make and to help create that picture in your brain for something that you clearly can't see because you don't have bad boy vision like Bryce Rimsburg does in this match. <laughs> right, I'm telling you, modern mimery. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's just some. I don't. I'm surprised I never noticed it before because I, th- I think, like, I I watch this match usually just in awe of it because I do really, really, really enjoy and respect Bryce's performance in it. Um, I, I, it's not hyperbole where I say this is a master class and, and just how impactful a, a referee can be in terms of telling the story of a match and communicating the story of a match. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is 
he's the only one that can communicate that to you for the most part in here. But it shows just how um, important and, and the kind of role that 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 um, person plays in these things. Because so a lot of times in pro wrestling matches where you actually have like corporeal <laughs> wrestlers <laughs> in the ring, referees can get lost very easily. You know, right? And uh, I think that's kind of what I was referring to earlier when you know we've seen really good referees but then there are times where you know I just don't feel like they do get as much attention as from the audience even though they are absolutely part of the the show yeah and I would argue um, and I, well I'm not gonna argue it, but there are many people that argue that like usually a referee is doing their job really well whenever they aren't noticed hmm. you know I, I and I don't necessarily subscribe to that idea because I think that the referee, you know, it depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell, but the referee definitely plays a part in telling that story. Um, obviously, they also have a logistical role in terms of like helping right. the match flow and the, and communicating with wrestlers and stuff like that. But um, I don't really subscribe to the idea that an invisible referee is the best referee. What um, about invisible referee with? Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, I would, blew your mind. I I don't know how you would pull that off, <laughs> but I would not be surprised if someone at DDT right now in Japan is not trying to think of a way to pull something like that <laughs> off at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if it already is out there. I haven't watched every DDT show. They might have done something like that. Who knows? <laughs> but um. But yeah, like it just it just speaks to how important that role can be, and and I'm glad that we have matches like this that show that referees are personalities in this whole in in this yarn that we weave as well. Yeah, I'm so surprised to hear that. You know, referees are considered better if they're sort of unseen, um, just because like, you know, some of the matches that I've enjoyed most have definitely had a lot of. Like, I've drawn enthusiasm because of some of the referees' interactions with the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm uh, just surprised to hear that. But Well, I mean, it's, it's not a universal doctrine. Right, definitely right, say right. that. But, like, whenever you're looking at... Like, I think the where that thought process comes from is from um, people who are heavily invested into the WWE ecosystem. Because the WWE... Um, you know, in recent years, I can't remember exactly how far back this this policy dates, but you know, they don't really they don't give the referees personality. They don't even really announce their names mm. on on the air anymore. Like they're kind of meant to be just nameless people there to to do their job. And I think some of that thought process plays out from them because if you look back in like the history of wrestling, there are multiple places where. Um, referees are very well known just some mm-hmm. some of them as well known as the talent the first one that comes to mind is, is tommy young who was a referee in the nwa who garnered a a large following for his uh performances in the ring and and, and the way that he worked into um these storylines as well or into the matches that he was in like so much so that he became a, a very well-known name in wrestling circles just because, just as a referee, you know, even look at, at WWE's history, Earl Hebner, Mike Chioda, like these are Jimmy Corderas. These are people whose names are known to wrestling fans because of like being associated with that company and their ability in the ring, in their roles, uh-huh. you know? Um, so like it, it, 
whenever you take away that, um, hum- I don't know if humanity is the right word. Whenever you take away identity. like the identity, yeah, yeah, that's that's the right one. Whenever you take away that identity, you strip away a piece of uh, that could be very very vital to the story that you want to tell. Right, and it's really really frustrating to see. That being said, we're waxing poetic about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I love that this match of all matches kind of brings that point up for contention and for conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day that you see a, ref, a match that really showcases the ref, so. All right, Jens. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at Quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. Was there anything else that you noticed that... Was there anything different that you noticed this time around, aside from um, what you mentioned before? Hmm... That is a good question. Um, I think really it, it really is just like kind of centering in on Bryce's movements uh-huh. more so than I have. Because I think it's very easy to just kind of get lost in the experience of this match. Right. Uh, in a way because of just how surreal it is. Um, but yeah, just like... Because... Paying closer attention to how Bryce like tells the the, the story, the actual physical actions of the story mm-hmm. through his like s- subtle um, movements here and there, really, it honestly makes it that much more impressive for me. He just reminded me of an orchestra conductor. Mm-hmm. Like, really, he was playing that audience. I yeah. swear. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean that is the quintessential like thing in pro wrestling is you're playing the audience yeah of course you know it's very much the i like the comparison to an or to an orchestra conductor <laughs> just in the audience are the instruments you know um it's it's amazing to see and and this match accomplishes all of that um and you get to have a lot of fun along the way because you get to cheer for invisible wrestlers who are 
very eating. talented, super athletic. Yes. And very hard hitting as well. Yes. I, it's, uh, I hope that that cut above the invisible man's eye uh, healed up well enough. Yes. <laughs> no injuries from that second story fall. No, they got back in the ring really fast. Real fast. <laughs> After that, I was surprised at how quickly they got back in. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, as we kind of wrap up our, our little discussion here, what did you, uh, any final thoughts on on this one? No final thoughts, really. Like, um, kind of covered the main things that really stood out to me or were meaningful to me. What about you? Um, I think this was lightning in a bottle in the best way possible. I It does make me think about what other referees might be able to pull something like this off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are myriad out there that that are talented and, and good at what they do. But the first one that comes to mind is actually Bryce's AEW um, co-worker, Aubrey Edwards. She's who, the one from Portland. Yeah, she's, yeah, from, I was she's from the Northwest. I was going to bring her up yeah. earlier because um, she was one of the refs like when we were seeing her at local shows that really stood out to me. And then she got signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. I'm just horrible with names. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like Aubrey is the first one that comes to mind as like someone who, someone else who could potentially pull this off as well. But I don't know. I would love to see her get a shot at it. I'm not saying that we do one of these like, you know, regularly. I think that they, that there's a reason why we haven't had another one in like three years now. But I, I would love to see her get a shot at it. There's always room for growth. Like we've talked about in earlier episodes like the pandemic really like this this kind of reminded me of some of the creativity that we saw in some of the earlier um indie matches that were popping up on youtube um obviously there were a bunch of people for this match invisible man versus invisible stan but i i also kept going back to MV Young and oh, MV Young and Pinky Sanchez. Yes, the the ring light championship. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I love that one too, and it was just such a creative way to tell a story. I just felt the same about this match. No, it it, it shows you that there really are, um, if there are borders on pro wrestling and, and the kind of the way that you can actually like build a pro wrestling uh, spectacle, then those borders are very very porous if they exist at all. Like, there's always something new to be discovered and some other new way to interpret what pro wrestling can be. And um, I am always here for the next thing that pushes it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I, with that being said, um, I'm going to, we're going to sign off here. I'm going to show you the gif of Minoru Suzuki um, exploding Mecha Mummy uh, with the Got Style Pile Driver. And uh, we're going to go eat some ham and, and vegan mac and cheese tomorrow yes quite the combination yes <laughs> or actually i guess that would be today it would be uh, t- i mean posting. as we're recording it's tomorrow <laughs> but yes it would be today either way it doesn't matter you're listening to it whenever you want to listen to it at some point there's going to be some ham and some whatever whatever you do for thanksgiving if you celebrate whatever you're doing today you're going to do your thing and you're going to li- and you're listening to this and all that good stuff and we are very very thankful that you have uh, tuned into the show not just today but all the other days over the past two, two plus years at this point you know what i will take this moment i forgot to sell to like celebrate the two-year anniversary of the show back oh, in october <laughs> i completely spaced because i was like so focused on like other stuff and like the other things with the show so 
I thank you for letting this exist for two years, all of you. Um, it's been outstanding, and um, that's what's going to be on my mind along with many, many other things um, whenever I dig into my plate here in just a, a few hours or at some point from whenever you're listening to this. So, <laughs> But um, I don't know. Stay safe. Yes. Happy holidays. Yes, for sure. I could just say my online handles. You oh, can yeah, you're... find me on the internet somewhere. Exactly. Somehow. <laughs> sorry i am just so not on the internet i thought it would be no, funny to give out my invisible i mean i you know what it's very apropos i it, yes you're an invisible if you can see them then you'll know where to find kc yes if not sucks to be you happy thanksgiving <laughs> happy thanksgiving Of course, I kid, you know, there. I, I love all of you, all the lovely listeners. <laughs> uh, thank you again to KC for um, taking the time to, to one, watch uh, that match and also to uh, sit down and, and, and chat about it with me. It's always, it's always fun. I really enjoy being able to share... Um, this silly little thing that I'm so so very passionate about with someone else who I am very passionate about that kind of encapsulates what this holiday means to me it's just about spending time with the people that you love whether they're your you know actual family chosen family friends whoever you know just finding somebody that you could be thankful that you're able to share all the uh, the things that that come at you in life and, and the things that you find within those experiences that help you um, weather it all you know that's truly what I think I'm thankful for this year and many years to come many years in the past so I hope I sincerely hope that all of you listening have that as well um, and if you don't I hope that this podcast or as much as a podcast can at least give you a bit of that feeling for the the short time that we do have together here um, while you're listening to my annoying laugh um, <laughs> Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us here this week. Um, if you're celebrating today, have a wonderful holiday. If you're not, enjoy your day as if it was a holiday. And we will be back here next Thursday with another episode. We're getting closer and closer to the QWI 200 list and the QWI awards. Once again, those awards are fan voted. They are your chance to let your voice be heard. Go check out the uh the form the the ballot to vote over on the show's twitter page at lgbt ring pod as well as my personal twitter page at wonderboy otm um and keep an eye out because december 3rd we're dropping the first batch of the qwi 200 and we're just going to keep it rolling throughout that entire week until we get all the names out there and i'm really excited to have everybody get a chance to look at this and to see just what this list represents um, and also to 
maybe put some of the weight of the anxiety of having to rank all these <laughs> things mm-hmm. by myself out there. Um, that being said, though, it's going to do it for us this week. Um, but uh, until next time, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated if you're able to. Get your booster. How about that? That's a good one there. Um, and just enjoy your day. I don't think there's anything else that really needs to be said. Just, I hope you find joy, not just today, but every other day that comes along. Everybody's ready to die. Bye.